to the Beer Healer Interviews. I am your host, Chris Lukinenko, and I scour this big brand land of ours, looking under fermenters and behind mash tuns to find the best beer stories to share with you. The Beer Healer Interviews is now available on all major podcast services. If you like the show and want to help out, can I ask you to simply rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast service. Just leave a few words and a rating and the podcast gods will do the rest. By doing this, you'll help others to discover the show more easily and hopefully get more people interested in this great industry that we call craft beer. If you haven't been to Hobart, chances are you haven't heard of and probably more than likely never tried the beers from my guest's brewery today. If you walk 15 minutes north of the Hobart CBD, you're in one of the best areas for food and drinks in Tasmania. And one of the first places you'll discover is a small brew pub by the name of T-Bone Brewing. Established in 2015 by the dynamic husband and wife duo of Tom and Carla Bignall, it is true that good things do come in small packages, as this brewery is now producing some of the tastiest beers in the state. So to find out more about this hidden gem, we are on site today at T-Bone Brewing. So welcome to the Beer Healer Interviews, Tom and Carla Bignall. Thanks for having us. It's uh, awesome to, to actually um, be out of the house and being doing one of the these live yeah, I don't rare, I'm sure. it's great absolutely great so um a small brewery in a small market with a very dominant mainstream uh drinking culture were you guys crazy to take this thing on ah uh, pretty crazy yeah sometimes you gotta have a <laughs> well, you question day. it every day I'll do it. <laughs> no, no. four years later still pushing it yeah <laughs> uh, look it's, it, it is stupidly small i remember when we thinking about taking this next step and we thought oh crap how are we going to sell that much Beer, you know, it seemed an extreme amount of volume back then. And this, yep. you know, we're only talking how many years ago was that? You know, must be almost five. Five, five. Yeah. It's coming up to our fourth birthday, but I think we we're brewing out of here like a good six yeah. months plus. Yeah. Um, so yeah, right, nearly five years. And we were like, yeah, it was kind of, uh, you know, you're, you're really hesitant because it was a it was a big step from that very small beginning. And it's now you look at it and go. This is way too small for us. Like we, you know, <laughs> and there's no real room for expansion here at this, no, this venue. Just, like it, it's literally crammed in as like sardines. It's uh, it's tight. Yeah, it's, yeah, tight. it's, it's tight. It's nice. It's, it's really nice in here. It's really nice. But like, yeah, you, as you say, like you can't really expand because there's the street that way. There's the street that way. No, as you go upstairs, I don't know. But yeah, we're hoping to. Knock okay. through into next door, but uh, that got snapped up. Oh, that was next door, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been perfect, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it would have been nice, but uh, oh, no, wow. that didn't come around. So, so. so who found this place? Who had the vision for this place? Because this was actually a fishmonger's, as I remember it. Is that right? Yeah, it was. I'd probably have to throw that to Carla. Was well, it? Yeah, I, I was kind of against it at the start because I thought it was a very empty shell, like if you yep. have a look at but you know even what? before that, it had sat on the market for ages. Oh, I was we, on the market we for were, 18 months. I we were sort of was. desperate to find somewhere and we'd been looking at other places and from the outside we, and the photos on, online were, were terrible and we were yeah. like, no, nah, don't even want to go and look at it. And we were just at the point where, yeah, we, we were like, well, let's just go look at it because we were really struggling to find somewhere. And we walked in and we're like, oh, God, why didn't we come and look at this like six months ago? <laughs> yeah, it had a lot of potential. Like it needed a, a lot of work yeah. um, and we spent a truckload on it and we don't own the building, which is a little bit frustrating. But yes, it's, yeah. it's um, you know, one of those things that had to be done. And, it, yeah, it was, I think it's, you know, 
We've turned it around, that's for sure. Yeah, well, so, yeah, I mean, it's in a great, great location. As I yeah. said in the intro, you know, you're probably not even 15 minutes walk from the CBD. Yeah, that's right. right in the heart of, you've got Shambles Brewery at one way, you've got the Winston up there street, yeah. you've got Boodle Boozy, another great crappy venue. Yeah, and I guess uh, back then our, our business model was quite different to, I guess, what it is now. We weren't even thinking about counting our product. It was oh, right, more okay. about, you know, just getting a few kegs out and... And, you know, the, the general bike size, is, so was going to be retail, but yeah, yeah. it's you know, so I guess that that whole momentum's sort of swung around the other direction now. It's uh, yeah. it's, it's interesting how it's changed. So, so, did you ever at any stage think you were going to be anything other than a brew pub? Like maybe you should go a production brewery? Uh, look, I'd, I'd love to go uh, that next step, but it's you know, well back then, no, uh, we just no. thought you know, essentially brew pub, but also a little bit naive. Uh, in regard to the size and you know what you can and can't do and how practical it was to actually yep. go that uh, wholesale side of things. We kind of thought this place would, you know, capacity-wise, we'd certainly make five years with this sort of capacity, but yep. we sort of really outgrew it coming into year two, yep. um, which, you know, was, is great, but it sort of left us in that spot where it we were. It was good, but a little bit frustrating yeah. sometimes. <laughs> so, so how yeah. many square metres are we dealing with here? Uh, like a yeah, downstairs, downstairs, downstairs and then sort of same upstairs, yeah. Like we've got, that's, you know, been one of the frustrating things, I guess, is that there is literally, as you can see, the, the listeners obviously can't, but yeah. there's there's literally no space for storage. Like so a, every, everything goes up, up the lift. So I don't think we would have taken this place if we didn't have a lift. Yeah. No, nah, just, just, <laughs> just behind you, there's an yeah. old uh, fish. We're just waiting for the day uh, for it to break down yeah. and we're in trouble. It's like the size of a two-bedroom unit. Yeah, kind yeah. Of, is it really? <laughs> just try put it was in pretty interesting getting all the tanks in when they arrived and, um, yeah, actually getting them into to the space where they are. Yeah, it's literally. pretty tight. We had a very um, talented um, forklift yeah. driver <laughs> who, um, yeah, he... He um, earned his pay that day. Yeah, literally where I'm sitting right now, I could almost reach out one hand to hit the front window and one hand to hit the uh, stainless steel. I I guess, you know, when we um, took the place on and had this this plan to to do what we've done, um, you know, we wanted people to be that close to the infrastructure. Like there wasn't wasn't really anything in existence at that point like where literally the brewing is – Right there. Right People next love having a beer in a brewery, don't they? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. exactly what you I mean, you can almost sit at the benches around there and yeah. just stare at the stainless steel if you yeah, want to, yeah, can't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it goes well. So, I mean, look, it's almost five years since you went all in on craft beer. Um, I'm assuming you went off to start with as a home brewer, just looking to save money. Yeah, <laughs> it was, a, you know, it started as a... Uni days. Uni days, yeah, trying to save a few dollars and it ended up costing me a hell of a lot more. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was legit. I, I just, you know, people might frown upon this in, in the profession, but I describe it still as a hobby and the hobby got a little bit out of control and this is where we're at at the moment. <laughs> yes. so that's, some you know, guys play golf, some guys ride bikes. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. brew beer and just yep. got, got very serious about it. Yeah, yeah. Very yep. serious. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who supported the podcast over the last two years and helped me win the title of the Aussie Beer Pods Champion Podcast for 2020. To all my previous guests, my monthly co-hosts, the listeners and everyone involved in the competition, thank you very much. But there is still work to be done in spreading the craft beer gospel though. So if you have an iTunes account and an Apple device, find the show, subscribe to it and leave a five-star rating and review. As simple as that, then others can find the show as well. So thanks again and I'll let you get back to the interview. So who helped you um, hone your craft when you were sort of 
Learning this. Oh, uh, yeah, a hell of a lot of uh, reading. It was, it was yep. literally me. Uh, oh, right. Like I, I didn't go off and do any uh, fandangle courses or yep. uh, um, external study. Uh, no official study. Um, yep. Look, yep. outside of just the general interest, <laughs> and I, I guess we we were in a pretty lucky position uh, with Dad and the ability to test the water, for yep. lack of a better word. Yep. Um, Dad's got Belgrove Distillery, for those that don't know, so he had an existing bond store ability to, you know, produce alcohol yep. and to tap on the beer onto what he had there already. You know, it wasn't overly difficult. So, yeah. look, we, we started off very small doing markets, festivals. It, again, uh, for lack of a better word, just testing the water and, yeah. uh, you know, got some positive feedback and that gave us the confidence to do the yeah. – take the next step, was I Dad, guess. So. Was Dad upset you didn't follow him into the, uh, the whiskey distilling no, 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 business? No, no, he's very encouraging. Like, he's still – you know, he, he jokingly talks down beer in that, you know, it's the start of Stop whiskey. <laughs> white, white, white. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes whiskey. Is that, uh, is that yeah, how yeah. it goes between <laughs> distillers and brewers, that there's always that piss take? Yeah, like no, exactly. Yours becomes no. our product and yeah. you throw just a little bit of yeast in it and it becomes yeah. – Exactly. <laughs> no, he was incredibly supportive. I look at a lot of the stuff that, especially during setup, he's he's a incredibly uh, practical, hands-on um, type of bloke, uh, yeah. and and he 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 doesn't get frustrated like I do with uh, like if something goes wrong, he's very practical. He can find easily find a way around yeah. it. Um, that's helped us. As everyone has been to Belgrave Distillery. Yeah. Is that sort of like all handmade stuff? He's, he's yeah. almost a little bit too hands-on. <laughs> <laughs> you make him sound like a fairly up uncle. Sorry uh, to say yeah, it like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, no, he's, no, no, no. no, no he's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's crafty. Yes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl, yeah. <laughs> no, you've got a glass of wine with you. I'm not, I'm not saying that to bag you out because we're sitting in a brewery and you're drinking wine, but I kind of am. No, but what I was going to say is, was the beer dream Tom's? Were you a beer drinker when you met? Did he make you love beer? How did that all you happen? You won't find me drinking much beer, no. Okay. No. So That's no. Right. Uh, She's honest about it. She doesn't. Tom's yeah, dream, yeah. and um, uh, yeah, I guess I've just gone along for the ride, and yep, you know, it's been a good ride so far. Um, but yeah, I still pour myself a glass of wine rather than a beer. That's okay. Well, <laughs> I've tried to make my wife drink beer for all those years and she still won't, other than the fruit and sours. <laughs> <laughs> I like to try, yeah. uh, but yeah. I couldn't, I, yeah, I'm not into sitting there and having a couple of spoons okay. or whatever. I'd prefer, yeah, to, to give them a try. Yeah. And, yeah. That's okay. Look, brings me to my next question. We were sort of talking before we started. I speak to a lot of brewers who talk about chasing their dream. Not necessarily their family's dream or their the husband and wife duo's dream. And sometimes... It's very, very singular. They go off and do the old thing. The, the wife might raise the family or have her own business or do whatever. Yeah. But you two here are kind of in this together, even though it is, you said it's Thomas' I was about dream. to say, you're going to make <laughs> me sound very selfish. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, it's your, your initial dream, but you are very involved in the business. Yeah. What? Oh, this, this wouldn't be happening without Carla, that's for sure. That's Absolutely, fair. yeah. So what, what, have you, what have you learned as a, a couple about trying to run a business like this together? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Patience, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just to walk away and have your own own space. Yes, we, we're actually we're patient. actually pretty good at. at um, it sounds a little bit silly, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, walking away and just yep. yeah, uh, pick your battles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pick your yeah. and just yeah, just rather than you know fighting it out, just have a bit of bit of time apart, 
Yeah, because come back and regroup. We normally come back and laugh about it. So (laughs) tensions can get high in in any small business, can't they? Absolutely, and you know we've got a a two-year-old as well. So oh wow, (laughs) there you go. um, You know, we've sort of got that on top of things, and yeah, trying to you know trying to survive as a small business, especially in times like you know COVID, when you when you get shut down and told you're going to be closed down for six months, that's always pretty. Yeah, that was fun. That was that was a bit scary at the time, but you know. so how do you guys divvy things up obviously tom your your head brewer yep Carl, just in head of sales and marketing or something like that uh, so yeah something like that um yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say probably the last two or three weeks i've been um a bit more hands-on in, been in, assistant the, in the brewery oh really um, I, I did my shoulder so it's um i've been a little bit out of action the last few weeks so she's been in giving me a yeah, she's been very good on the tools. Have you got so. an appreciation for hops now? Yeah, or yeah, no, look, yeah. yeah, no, I don't think it's probably my calling, but, you know, I don't mind helping out for a couple of weeks. Is there going to be a, maybe a collaboration brew on that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would be pretty cool. No, she's picked it up pretty well. So it's, she uh, goes all right? Yeah, yeah, very good on the tools. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You find out if you're not doing it right, though. Oh, he's very quick to tell you, is he? Yeah, pretty quick, yeah. All right, yeah, good on you. She's trying to help you out because you're injured. No, exactly. Oh. Got to keep him honest. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So um, we mentioned that the brewing is in is in the family blood. Uh, you know, even though it is in the family blood, it's still a bloody hard thing to get into, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I yeah, as as I touched on before, I was pretty lucky, and I, I certainly appreciate that that opportunity to get into it. Uh, I also think it's become a lot easier for people these days to take that next step i mean uh, obviously you've got a big capital outlay that's that's the, yes. the big stumbling block for most um and uh you know it, we i guess it became a very difficult uh, that that was the the turning point it's like do we take this yep on all this debt this risk yep. you know it's it's it is a big risk at the end of the it day it was more yeah. about you know not wanting to look back in a year or two yeah. time and regret seeing you know other people doing it yep. and not taking you know that leap of faith and, and doing it we'd yeah. spoken about it and we just said you know yeah exactly as carla said we didn't want to look back with regret uh, yeah i'd rather look back and go oh well we had a crack yeah, at it crack. and, and yeah. it didn't work out yeah. or it keeps going like it is at the moment, yeah. and it's actually quite positive. And so. anyone who knows Tom knows he doesn't do things by half. So, <laughs> you know, if he's got his mindset on something, well, yeah. bang, it's going to happen. Yeah. So. And the harsh reality of things I've tried to just found out this afternoon is you actually have a full time job, pretty much or near enough to, uh, yeah. as well yeah, yeah. as well as running <laughs> T-Bone. So, well, both of us do. So, yeah. uh, I've got jobs outside of here. So, yeah, we just there's a lot of juggling and a lot of hours each week. So, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm three days a week in uh, uh, systems engineer IT job. Yep, which I've been in for uh, yeah a bit over 15 years. So it's uh, yeah. yeah part of the furniture there. But it's you know that's I look at that as uh, also a bit of security. Um, it's you know it's pretty volatile yeah. industry in general. It's and it can be up and down. And yep. again, you get thrown something like COVID. Um, yeah, it's good to have that security there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to commit more to, to here and, you know, uh, wake up every day going, oh, should I take that extra day off and, you know, uh, <laughs> or, or just go full time? And, it, and, it's, and it's a hard call. Um, yeah. But, yeah. That, is it the ultimate end game, do you think, is to just do this full time? Oh, you know, I, I love this, don't get me wrong. It's, yep. Yeah, that would definitely be utopia, I guess. For you, Carl? Yeah, yeah I think so. I think... Um, yeah, we'd both really like to be in it full time. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a pretty funny industry to be a part of, isn't it, really? It's just a, yeah, I guess it, I, I also think, you know, wish I'd got into it a hell of a lot earlier yeah. when I was younger, you know, yep. before you had home loans and that sort of stuff, <laughs> <Yeah>. responsibilities. <laughs> but then it's sort of almost like chicken and egg. You almost need in some situations that home loan to have that equity oh, exactly to right. the business yeah. to exactly start, right. don't yeah. you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we talked about this being a fishmonger initially. Yes. Um, the other thing I've discovered a lot about you guys this week, the, the whole fish connection to using fish oil to power the brewery, is that still something you do? Yes. Yeah. So can yeah. you explain that to it's me? It's pretty uh, – like we, we probably don't push it enough actually because it's, it's fairly, cool. fairly unique. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not aware of another brewery in the world that does it. Um, hey, we got the – stole the idea from the old man. He fires his uh, stills on waste um, – Waste chip oil, essentially. Yep. Uh, so it's waste canola oil. Uh, yeah, we've got a um, – like it's steam-fired, the brew house, yeah. and our burners, yeah, it's a waste oil burner uh, in that boiler, and that's run on, yeah, canola oil. So it's pretty green. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and for more family links, it's uh, actually Carla's brother who's got – Flippers cook seafood yep. down at the waterfront that we get the oil from. Flies so, it out from yeah. Hobart. Flippers is an absolute institution on the waterfront <laughs> in terms of uh, fish and chips. Yeah, so uh, quite lucky there. So essentially, it yeah, we, we fire our brew house for, for yeah. free and, well, it, and it's, I guess, good for the environment. Yeah, it's, nice. Yeah. Yeah, free so, energy source. While we're on the brew house, talk me through sizes. You mentioned the steam power. I only just recently learned about steam power and I love love how now I understand it, know how it works. I'm yep. pretty much asking everyone anytime, every time I speak to them, are you steam powered? Yeah, so I'm yeah, glad you said yeah. that. I, I guess, yeah, you know, when we were looking at uh, what we were going to put in, we, we went to China to get our gear. Um, the, the the price point was just, you know, it was too yeah. uh, too too good. Not to take the risk. Not to take the risk. You're apologising like, for doing that. What, why do you feel like you need to no, take that tone? It's just it's funny. again, um, if I did it again, I'd, I'd do things differently. Yeah, I, if you I saw how have, the containers came packed, right? Yeah, and you just wouldn't go and, 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 <laughs> okay. and you heard a lot of horror stories and People like I think with kits and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just um, uh, again, I'd, I'd probably do a similar thing, but I'd. I'd do a couple of visits over to China to the okay. factory, check out the gear before it ships and that sort of and stuff. And we did and nearly sure go for this. Nearly went for this. For some reason, just, uh, we, we didn't. And, you know, we employed someone over there to go and check everything and as you do. And in hindsight, we really should have gone over ourselves. Not that it's, uh, you know, it, uh, I think every brew house has got its quirks. It's, oh, and, you, yeah. and you learn to, to work with them. But um, I think we've been. part of the art of it all? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and look, every every brew that I lay down, we're learning something. I'd like to think I'm learning something a little bit, you know, a little bit more about it or so, tweaking something. Or, so, what size is it? Uh, so, we've got a, a 10 barrel. So, effectively, we've got a, a thousand litres of finished yep. product coming off the line uh, out of Bright. So, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, we've essentially got uh, four vessels there. So we've got a um, a mash boil kettle, which is steam fired. Hot liquor tank uh, is steam fired. Um, then we've got a louder above the whirlpool. So uh, yeah, um, and obviously cold liquor tank. Um, that is actually one thing that I'd change very quickly is the whirlpool underneath the ladder okay. tank. It's uh, yep. an enclosed whirlpool, so essentially once it's in, you, you know, you're very late, the hop additions and stuff become very tricky. Yeah, um, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you lose some flexibility there. Yep. Like, again, first brew house, we 
ever our first brewery we put together. So yeah. I think we did all right. It's <laughs> funny, you know. I talk to every everybody I talk to always talks about. Oh, we put in this brew house, and then within twelve months they've added something to yeah, it. They yeah, want yeah, to yeah, 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 definitely. You, you kind of can't here, can you? What's, <laughs> no, what, we can't really chop and change stuff. It's uh, yeah. So this is this is the day one kit that you haven't added yep. anything to it. No, we haven't done a thing. Okay, uh, we've we've spoken about. Uh, yeah, that's a, I guess another good point is when we started up here and we were fully retail focused. We had this grand idea that it would be brilliant to serve direct from the bright tanks out to the bar, yes. and we yep. put in beer pumps and pythoned out to the bar, and it's it, it works and it's pretty cool. Uh, practicalities now that we've kind of shifted more like that sway has gone more towards wholesale we're obviously doing retail but it's pretty rare that the bright tanks have got beer in them long enough to actually pour through to the taps so a bit of a waste and we've got four bright tanks there could have easily got away with two um uh, even one uh two would be nice and chucking a couple more fermenters like that's a it's a pretty big bottleneck for us so yeah okay um can you switch things around we can well i mean we can rip out bright tanks and chuck in fermenters it's yeah yeah We've had the conversation many times. It's gone round and round. And we mentioned Dad being uh, involved in whiskey. Where are all the whiskey barrels that you're aging your chalk milk stout in? Oh, uh, we just did a big old stout over COVID, actually. Again, space is our yeah. problem. Uh, we had literally where we're sitting at the moment, which is a... a we made use of being closed down and no one in here. So we yeah, there was... the place with barrels. There was yeah. crap, crap everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, we actually did a full 1000 litre batch of... Um, yeah, barrel age stout, which is yep. yeah, well received, and I'd love to do it again. But it, again, it's just lack of space. It's not, uh, you know, we've got access to the barrels, and it's I was thinking, not not too many people have got a dad who has no, a whiskey no. distillery that's got you know not unlimited access, but pretty handy access no, to very, barrels, and, and uh, you know, highly sought after. So it's uh, yeah, yeah I wish I could leverage them more, but uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a frustrating position to be in, I guess. So. Oh, yeah, it is hard, yeah. is it? Because that that would be. I mean, that could almost be a point of difference for you with, in terms of all the other breweries around Tasmania, couldn't yeah. it? That you've got this on tap almost access to these barrels that everybody yeah. just yep. just want yeah. to clamour over each other to get to. Yeah. Uh, get your we'll just um, yeah, shut the door and won't let anyone yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close uh, the back area off, that's right. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> yeah. We can dream, can't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. dream, we might get closed down again and yeah. then we can. Um, Let's yeah, not, do another let's one. Let's not no. hope that. <laughs> no, no, no. Hopefully not. While we're on the beers, um, you've got a bit of core range. These days, was that always going to be the plan, or because of your size and the kit and everything, did you ever dream of being one of those breweries that just always putting out limited releases? No, I think you kind of expected to be doing. Uh, it, again, it's changed. Um, back when we started, it was more the idea that we'd carry on with the plan to have a you know a decent core range, you know, four ish beers, yep, um, just to cover bases and then build upon that. And there was never this. I guess push to have a new beer every week or month. So I'm I exaggerating a little bit, changed, but you know, it's, it's certainly changed a lot. They've changed so. over the last five years. What, yeah. what the consumer is expecting as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it in that you know it's exciting to be doing different beers all the time, um, but it's also a little bit frustrating in that you don't get time to, I guess, hone in on you know yeah. imperfections yeah, yeah, yeah. or yep. you know there's there's risk involved I guess yep. Um, yep. you don't know what you're going to get at the end no. with quite a lot of don't have the time to trial everything um, we've got a little trial set up where we knock out um, uh, 50 litre batch uh, yep. finished batches and um, that's that's oh, handy but it's uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah that's been good to 
again test the water. Yeah. Um, but but that doesn't always happen. Uh, yeah. Being honest, it's, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Grand plan is to yeah. Yeah. help them out regularly. Yeah. <laughs> so initially, when you set up, it was all about pretty much servicing the brew pub, maybe a few other kegs thrown around town, and then cans. But really, quite limited in terms of your distribution, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, even cans went on the cards initially. Yeah. Um, we, we we bought a canning line. I think we're just coming up to two years. Yeah, it'll be two, two, two years. What the fuck is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, in the back back of the van at home. So yeah, again, lack of space. So yep. it had to be mobile, obviously. Yes. Uh, and we wheel it in, and we literally yep. can where, right where we are. Like, so, yeah. right now. Yeah. Last night we knocked out two batches, and literally, yeah, where we're seated at the moment, that's where the line gets set yep. up. So uh, yeah, yeah. And that those, was, uh, it was probably the best thing we've ever done is, you know, invest in our own canning line right. and it, yep. because we love, you know, pumping out these, you know, seasonals and different different beers and things, we can just, you know, can them when we want, get them out, yeah. out the door and, you know, if we don't have to wait around and, yeah, it's really flexible bringing the canning line in here. Oh, just, yeah, flexibility. We can so, do it. Yeah, you know, we normally do it a day. We needed to do a night one this week. So, you know, calling the troops and yep. everyone's here. and yeah. Order them uh, some pizzas for dinner and nice. <laughs> And is that pretty much just servicing the, the local Tassie market or are you trying to push into the other states? Yeah, we haven't even, uh, you know, entertained tackling the mainland just yep. uh, based on We've got all bits and pieces that go yeah. to mainland. But, but no, you know, like no. you're seeing Fox Friday now, um, Spotty Dog have just done it, um, you know, getting their online shops going and really starting to get a, a oh, bit we've, of we've, we've had, had our, our online shop and we've had our online shop yeah for, for a good couple of years now so we do definitely send to the we're mainland we're not really pushing yeah, we're, we're not pushing we no. don't have distribution on the mainland uh, outside of what sells online or if there's yep. any specific requests that yeah, come okay. in then then we'll We'll um, fulfil those, but uh, outside of that, we just everything goes in Tassie. So yep. um, again, we, we can't produce enough. It's a nice position to be, yeah, but also a, yeah. a little bit frustrating as well. Again, so maybe when you do build that next big brewery, this yeah, week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> start throwing out a few hot beers, and you'll become the next Dees. Yeah. <laughs> so what about um, the beers that you enjoy brewing? I know mean, uh, you put out the Brecky Juice recently, which was the second or third time for that one, was it? Yeah. Uh, Third, yeah, I think third. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, Tom certainly leans towards the the IPAs and the hazy. Yeah, that's, is, that's is that my. What you love? Yeah, yeah, yep. I love that stuff, uh, especially the hazy. So just yeah, definitely been around those for the last you know year and a bit. So yeah, I was I was talking this week we um, so with the other podcast I do here with with Dave from Akasha and and Ben who brings under the name from Ben. We talked about. IPAs of all sorts, and both of those guys are really into their hazies. Yeah. And they talked about, you know, they've been brewing those for four years now, yeah. and still they'll speak twice a week, and they're still learning things about the art of brewing a hazy. Yeah, they're it's amazing. Crazy. Like it, it, you heard some early comments around, um, you know, the, the, it's the hazies. Are, are, there's no skill involved, and that sort of stuff. You know, there's a lot of talk about it being a lot of it down to bad brewing techniques and that sort yep. of stuff. But it's just like it, they are in. It'll be a full-on day in here, basically, when they've uh, – well, even the lead-up, you know, getting yep. yeast ready and uh, propagating and making sure that's all up to scratch before yep. you even think about brewing it. And then the brew day is normally pretty full-on. So um, if anything, I'd say they're, they're the most, you know, uh, difficult. difficult to, to brew and the, but also the most rewarding as well when you get them right. So, so is that the future direction for oh, here? Look, maybe? I'd love to push more into that yeah. space, but, you know, it's not everyone's – no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's um, yeah, I, 
I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, well, I love them, but I love a good West Coast IPA. Oh, yeah, same you know, here. Just, like, it's, it's something that I hunt down when I'm, you know, tasting other beers as yep. well. I'll normally go for a traditional, you know, uh, bit of Ford uh, yep. IPA. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I don't know. There's, there's, <laughs> they're, they're very contrasting. Uh, I find it quite amusing that the peanut butter porter is up there with one of our best sellers. I know. What a polarising beer. At, <laughs> It's not one of Tom's favourites. No. <laughs> Same with the chalk milks out. It's, you know. It, well, it's, I think that's your best myself. It's, it's, <laughs> our, it's our best shifting beer in yeah. can full stop. Yeah. And it's probably the one I uh, like the least. Oh, really? <laughs> I, like, I, yeah, I shouldn't say that. But it's, no, uh, that's no, what I share with yeah. my dad. We, yeah. we, love, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> but the, it's funny you mentioned the peanut butter stout. Like it's in a very, very American um, kind of flavour profile for, for my opinion. Uh, I think the first time I had one was by Belching Beaver. I've obviously had yours and I've had um, one out of Barossa Valley Brewing. Yep. And I still find when I've given that to people, they're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'll say to them, like, are you a fan of Reese's Peanut Butter yeah, Cups? Yeah, that's, and if that's, yeah, that's, like that's exactly the gateway, that's the gateway that's, drug into your peanut butter I don't status. even know. I think you just had this wacky idea you were talking about for like a few months. I think it was last, And I love was the peanut butter cups. Yeah, that's why you, you might have been eating one something. You're like, I want to create a beer like this. And I just don't get the whole peanut butter Reese. A cup thing, you know, yep. not my cups. I don't like them. And he was talking about it for so like months, so and I'm like, and I think he did a trial batch, and we, you know, shared it around and got some good feedback, and like, okay, we'll do it, and bang, it's old, and we did another one that's old, and I think we did a couple of batches this year. We're sort of just um, saving it for our, our winter release, yeah. So we did two. We had two planned ones this year, and we've just literally had people like. You know, really? down the door for it. So we were like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do another one, not tell another. anyone. And then, like, we told people, you know, just with a, a day or two's notice, and it was literally Sweet. gone. Yeah. It's so, nice well, nice to have beers like that that just yeah. sell as well. Yeah, like, cool. it, you know, they're gone. You have to so. wait till next winter now because we're definitely not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> how, how would that go in whiskey barrels? Very good question. Haven't tried. Well, actually, there was someone popped up the other day. Somebody time. did actually suggest. They, on Instagram, yeah. someone had paired it with a whiskey hand. Uh, yes, they said an interesting but really nice uh, yeah, okay. pairing. So, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny, you got a little bit of the sweetness, you know, yeah. a little bit of the saltiness. You could be on something. Yeah. I don't know, I just, in my head, I'm, just, I'm fixated on the bloody whiskey. Barrel, just barrel, barrel, barrels, but, barrel uh, peanut butter, look out. We'll have to get you up there to have a chat <laughs> to Pete. He'll, he'll provide you, you plenty of entertainment. A, do a double barrel aged. Yeah, yeah. That would yes. be double peanut in barrel. <laughs> <laughs> so so who do you um, toss your brewing ideas around with? Do the two of you talk about them or is it just all Well, he you? tries to talk to me about it. But <laughs> just not as interested. As I've already admitted, I'm not really the biggest beer drinker, so he, you know, says all this stuff to me and takes this and whatever, and I'm like, I'm not the right person to be doing this. So, <laughs> so we just, yeah, throw ideas around it. And, again, those – when when we can and we get time, those trial batches are a good yeah. option, especially yeah. over the bar. Like we've, we've got a, a great bunch of um, regulars that come in here, yep. and they're they're pretty honest with us, and you know, they said talk to people as well, and and, uh, and there's yeah. some you know from all walks of life, so we're sort of getting you know quite you know different age groups and you know good perspective from them. I think they enjoyed as well. Like uh, we had uh, some in the other day, and I was just uh, yeah. Giving them a taste of uh, beer we were about to release, and I was a bit worried it was wasn't bitter enough. And they all said no, it's 
fine, blah, blah, blah. That's, yeah. It, it's it's yeah. not always about your taste buds is what it's, I've worked out pretty it's quickly. Hard so, to, yeah, it's, it's hard it's, to like, let go a little bit, isn't it? It, it is very difficult. You know yeah, what you yeah. like, but that isn't necessarily well, what everyone Yeah, case in point with the choppy stout, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's not something I'll go home and drink, but plenty of people obviously no, do. You so. do, <laughs> do not get rid of that beer. Yeah. Do not. <laughs> Let's talk about the Tassie beer scene now. You know, I've, I've been held to, to task in the past because of my comments about the Tassie market and how I, I didn't think initially that it could support all of the little breweries that were popping up, you know. That was about six years ago, I think I sort of made – I wrote an article on thebeehill.com and all yeah. I was so <laughs> proud of it. And, um, I've been reminded of that article more than a few times <laughs> by quite a few of your peers that uh, will remain nameless. They know who they are. Do you want to have your turn and tell me that I was wrong? <laughs> uh, look, is it, you can see it as it is at the moment. I, I think it's really, um, really positive and it's, yeah. uh, you know, it was – I don't think any have shut down that I'm aware of. No, no, no. And I think a good example of it is when we were closed down for Corona, um, we we went into you know panic mode and we we're like we just build up all our supplies from coming out of a pretty busy summer. Yep. We've got you know thousands of you know liters of beer and we're like how are we going to get rid of this? And we literally opened the doors for two hours on a Friday afternoon and did takeaway sales. We had queues. Oh, it's amazing. Well, the local support. We ended up having to open for three or four hours just so we could get everyone in and and stuff. And just the local support was amazing. And it's ongoing. Yep. Yeah. The industry here is great. The people in Tassie just want to support. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm I'm sure we're not the only ones. No, no, no. Population size. You, you get a little bit frustrated about yep. sometimes. You go, oh well, it's you know, it's still a finite number of people. It's yeah. uh, you know, and, and there are a lot of options. Yeah. But I, I think it's we're definitely seeing that that sway of uh, well, the, yeah, the swing of people coming over to craft beer, and it's yeah, uh, yeah, because because when I did do those numbers, they they didn't stack up. Yeah, they yeah, just uh, didn't stack up it's purely on paper. But you know, num- numbers can sometimes be wrong. But do you think it's just that? Pride in local Tasmania businesses. That's the thing, or is there the changing tastes, or is oh, it like I think it's a bit of both. Revolt yeah. against the big, big breweries, perhaps. Yeah, or it's a combination. Big in I general, think. there's still a lot of um, people that don't realise. You know, oh yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> without, most of my without going no into it, I mean, it's yeah. a, you know, they just a, come in and have a you know a vodka or a rum or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think it's a combination of both. It's uh, yep. yeah, you know, people's taste buds are. Uh, um, changing and uh, becoming a bit more open to craft beer, I think. I think a, a prime example is that is, is my dad. He you know, didn't know what craft beer was, didn't know what we were doing. He was here on <laughs> unloading day when we're all the tanks coming. He's like, oh, God, didn't quite understand what the concept was. You know, he used to drink um, VBs and, you know, Cascade, Cascade, Cascade and yeah, yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, he drinks IPA now, it seems like the yep. voice. Yep. So. My, my dad's very similar. He's uh, 75 and through what I, I do, I sort of, you know, introduced him to a lot of different beers and now he, he loves it. I think he, he won't do the sours, yeah. but most of the others yeah. he just I think a lot of it's also what you grew up with. I mean, yeah. we had butter all options when we grew <laughs> yeah, up. So yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think you look at, um, like, our customers are coming here regularly. A lot of them are that older age group and yep. they've, I don't know, they've, they've been... I don't think we used to get them 
you know, two or three years ago, but definitely the last yeah, year or two, agree. Yeah. seeing a big sort of if you um, look change at the demographic, the demographic yeah. I yeah. is getting older. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel like we've got enough momentum behind us as a Tasmanian small independent craft brewing collective to keep going? I think so, yeah. It's, um, you know, and uh, with uh, – uh, Independent Brewers Association yep. um, down here. It's you know that those meetings have been good and positive. It, it's still, I think we've still got that stretch of water as a big it stumbling hard, block. It? It's, yeah. it's difficult. Um, again, we're not pushing onto the mainland, but if we were of the size and um, and we did have that uh, opportunity, I think that would be a you know it's still going to be a big stumbling block. It's yep. not. It's not. Uh, what's what's the word for it? It's. Uh, it's not a, uh, an equal playing field that no, we've got no, here. I don't think. I, you can talk about the whole um, uh, what's it called, freight equalisation scheme, and that's yep. a bloody nightmare. And, um, yep. Yeah, uh, don't want to talk down too much. <laughs> do get a little bit of money back, but geez, how much money time have you got to spend oh, on it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, don't want to sit here and sound like I'm whinging, but uh, it is a, a definite. Stumbling block. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so what what can you guys do to keep growing? What are you going to do for the next twelve months? What are you What are your plans? What's the future hold? Uh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Just sort of wait and see to get through. <laughs> There's the a lot of ideas being thrown around, but uh, not. Uh, we've nothing. got you know we've got plans. We've got grand plans, but nothing committed to. So yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So so can we just say that maybe where we're sitting right now may not be the final resting place for T Bone? <laughs> this will stay, I think, as long yep. as it can. Stand on its own two feet. It's, yeah. uh, that's what I'd like to think. You know, I'd yeah. like this as a as an outlet. So it's like, yeah. even if we did go the next step from here, not saying yeah. that we are, but it's it's yeah, good I, to I think, always I think, have this. I think now. we'd like to have this at you know it's yeah. in a bloody good spot. Well, it's, um, and you, sometimes you've got to have a home for people to come and worship. We used to call it, when I worked back in line, you used to call it spiritual home for the brewery. Yep. So it's a place place of worship for the people that love you and yep. your brand. Yep. Yep. I, think, right. I think personally it's really important to have that connection, but I also think it's really important for you guys as, as business owners to have that direct connection to your consumers for feedback and to bloody sell the stuff straight right. to your consumer exactly. and pocket that that's, that's in the easiest possible way. That's where your profits are. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, Demo. yeah, if you ever did produce, a, you know, another brewery somewhere, you know, keeping this obviously would just be a really good strategy, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a no-brainer. As long as, again, as long as it's, you know, uh, it's – Positive on the books, <laughs> yeah. then it can stay, I think. So. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Oh, very good. Well, I've bloody enjoyed chatting with you finally. <laughs> Sorry, it's taken me 99 episodes to get around to you. <laughs> no, that's all good. Ooh, I'm slowly working through the, the Tassie breweries, but uh, it's, it's been great to meet you both properly today and uh, have a chat about T-Bone and uh, great beers. Great beers. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have an interesting beer story and want to be a guest on the Beer Healer interviews, send me a message via my Facebook page. And once again, if you want to help out the show, a simple rate and review on Apple Podcasts or a follow, like or share on any other podcast service will do the trick. I'll catch you soon.